welcome to the Nerd Party. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Happy New Year! Is it? No, Happy New Year! Tweet, tweet! Stop tweeting. Um, <laughs> so, if we, I guess, for, uh, begin with, you should never begin with an apology, I suppose, but we are in a different setting, so there shouldn't be too much background noise, but we are recording from a hotel. Earlier, there was a motorcycle parade. There was a motorcycle parade. <laughs> that was fun. Everyone knows the January 2nd motorcycle <laughs> parade in Charlotte, North Carolina is... <laughs> Known for motorcycles, yeah, but then we got cookies and it was all right. Ah, so. oh, yes, insomnia cookies. Yep. Shout out, we're not sponsored, not yet, but you know, <laughs> so chocolate milk and a six pack of cookies. That's how I roll, <laughs> indeed, it is. All right, well, because it is the new year, and mm-hmm. at least that's now the new tradition, we're gonna be talking about the new year special of Doctor Who. And of course, like any new year's party, which you shouldn't have, we are joined by two <laughs> guests. Uh, we have Sue and Shar returning to the podcast. How are you ladies doing? Hello. Happy well, New Year. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess let's get into it. Um, let's do it, too. You know, we, uh, we watched it live, so we saw a lot of commercials for the watch. Uh, Shar, how did you watch this? I watched it via Amazon Prime, so I got it mm. just this morning and watched it just a little short while before we started hitting the record button. Cool. And Sue, how did you watch this? I suppose I, I should say, like, you know, anything you say can't be used against you. In case <laughs> I don't know what you're implying, but I also watched it on Amazon Prime. Excellent. Is Pirate Bay still a thing? <laughs> um, Probably. Though, after seeing 28 commercials for the watch, I actually do now want to watch it. So anyway. That's the one thing I saw on social media before anything about the story is that BBC America had a bajillion commercials. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody's talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's more unusual in British television to have that many adverts. Right. Um, people are normally, when they watch our American shows, are like, what the hell? Why? Why? <laughs> Is it, did, did they put it into an hour and a half, or did they put it into two hours? I wasn't paying attention, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't either. Hmm. So, it was... <laughs> We were drinking. We didn't care. <laughs> True. Yes. All of these things. <laughs> That's a good way not to care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'll, I'll ask you this first, Sue. I mean, and maybe it doesn't matter, but since I guess you're the longer Who fan than Char, uh, not to compete women against each other, um, but uh, the <laughs> Christmas, special, Christmas special versus New Year's special, does it matter to you or does it have any more power than the other? Or, I'm not talking about content. I'm just the fact of when it is. There's a cat rubbing on the microphone. Um, <laughs> does it matter to me when it is? You know, I I can only answer for, for me personally, right? But, um, you know, most years, not this year, I would yeah. be with my family at Christmas. And my family uh, it is not full of science fiction fans. So I typically would not be watching 
a Christmas special on Christmas anyway, and usually watch it when I get back home. Mm-hmm. So, no, it does not matter to me when it <laughs> airs. One little bit. Now, Shar, I'll turn this on you because I know you, you've been uh, playing a little bit of catch-up. So you've been watching Christmas specials, and they obviously all have Christmas themes to whatever degree. Um, do you like just having a just a Doctor Who special with no particular holiday tie-ins? You know, Christmas and New Year's are so close together anyway. I mean, it doesn't make that much of a difference to me either. It's a holiday-themed type of special this year. It was a New Year thing. Whenever they want to do it, it's fine. It's also still technically Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, our Until tree's still January up. January 6th, it's That's Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Wise men yeah. have not shown up. That tree's I, still up. I'm going <laughs> to dissent and right. say I miss the Christmas specials. Do you? I do. I'm, not just the timing of it, but the thematic. There's always some sort of Christmas something something chucked what in. What British and... author's Christmas book have we not covered yet? <laughs> yeah, fair point. I'm sure we could come yeah, up yeah, with I'm something. Sure, yeah. uh, was, uh, there, was there a uh, Canterbury Tales Christmas that we haven't covered or something? It's not, strangely. <laughs> a little bit of Beowulf. He was known for Christmas <laughs> celebrations. That's true. The Beowulf Christmas special. <laughs> Grindel goes high. I don't know. <laughs> is that a Star Trek Voyager episode? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean, last year, which I thought, you know, was funny. Like, it's called Resolution, which really, I mean, it's not. But it's really called Resolution of the Daleks. I mean, it's not. But you can just fill that in. But, of course, Resolution with mm, the New Year. Yeah. And then this is just Revolution of the Daleks. So, whatever. Just change a letter. That's how it goes. So, I don't know what next year will be. What letter can you change? Devolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, Jessica and I have been talking recently and in our uh, Inside the TARDIS Library, we'll be talking about a Dalek Big Finish story. But, you know, Jessica and I have our thoughts about Dalek stories. And I'm sure I think you were on recently talking about it, too. So, Sue, we'll go to you. Um, is this uh, another Dalek story? I mean, it is. The answer is yes. But, I mean, like, you know what I mean. Is this just yes. another Dalek story? <laughs> or do you think there's something that they've that's, done that's to it? That's such a guy thing to do. Right. So I'm tossing the question to you, but I'm going to answer it for you first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like I'm back at work. <laughs> JK. Um, yeah, she's a reference. We won't talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> mad about that reference. Yeah. Um, Oswin, could you fucking not? Please. That was a delight no, the 11th yes. Doctor. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Um, no, she's digging in the litter box for no reason. No, we, yeah, we did not poop. that, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the question? Another oh, no. Dalek story. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um I think this could have been a very interesting Dalek story, and they left that interestingness on the table, and it turned out to be just another Dalek story for me, to be honest. What, what, what would have been your twist on it, or what would have well, been I mean, how, pulling it out? You, you, you want me to get into the weeds right now? Sure, let's All read right. this. <laughs> so, You're right. I mean, the Daleks, right, are a symbol of hate and fascism. Right. And in in the setup for this story, they take that and put it into a literal police force. 
That is a very leftist statement, Mm -hmm. much more than I think we've ever seen on Doctor Who before. Um, But then they don't explore it. They just have other Daleks who are also hateful and fascist come and kill them. And they don't address the fact that, I mean, they, they, the doctor speaks about how hateful and terrible and vile the Daleks are, but nobody ever says, and you put them in police. They reference rioting, they reference unrest, and they reference, you know, the, the mistrust in leadership at the beginning, but then they don't come back to it. And they just, it, it, they're like, they set up a problem and you sit there thinking, where are they going to take this? And the answer is nowhere. But that, to me, almost summarizes all of last season. <laughs> Agreed. You know, that they sort of, they, they had something they really wanted to say, but instead of telling a story, they just sort of said it, either at the yeah. beginning or the end. I don't you know, know if the they one where they out. were underwater, and, and at the end they were like, see, pollution's bad. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. I, I don't know if they chickened out or just didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. What I'm wondering is, are they trying to be a little subtle on the social commentary just because in our first season with the 13th Doctor, some people were saying, oh, they're trying to be PC and woke and all this stuff, and people weren't necessarily digging on that, like, hey, it's too in your face. So are they trying to be more subtle about it now? And then in doing so, like you said, Sue, they're kind of dropping the ball. There's some opportunity for some serious social commentary here, but what are you trying to say? Mm Mm-hmm. And see, I felt like he dropped the ball several times on this, which is why my answer to that is I'm not sure it's about the social justice where he's trying to be. Because the goodbye to Ryan and Graham, and I know we're (laughs) way jumping into things, but that wanted so desperately to be poignant, and it wasn't at all, I didn't Mm. think. Okay. Something was just missing, and I think that that's the same thing with it. it just, it, yep, they had all the right ideas and even a lot of the right ingredients, and it just the a lot of it fell flat. Flattened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I've got bones to pick about scenes that should have a massive high impact, and that wasn't necessarily one of the ones I had in mind, though, so I can't wait to discuss this more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm trying to remember, this obviously wasn't filmed recently, and that's not an excuse, but I'm I'm giving him a slight allowance, because I I think this was filmed pretty early in the year, if not... I don't know why I want to say it's filmed 2019. That doesn't make sense, right? It would have had to been filmed in 2020, but Mm. for some reason I want to say it. But it doesn't matter, you know. But I think we just finished, uh, finally, watching the latest season of The Crown, and I don't know whether it's just like because I just watched it, but the, the woman who plays the prime minister, the new prime minister, is has like a Thatcher, or has a Gillian Anderson <laughs> Thatcher voice. It is Gillian Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> so the woman playing Thatcher is Gillian Anderson, so that part makes sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. The woman who plays the prime minister yes. in Who yes. had that impression. Yeah. I mean, yes, we, we just talked about, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in our big finish as well, but... Uh, and also the security, and again, look, I'm American. I'm talking from an American point of view. But the whole security thing is very um, Theresa May, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stability or you know, security, whatever that catchphrase was in her election yeah. campaign. Um, and so I don't know. Also, uh, 
<laughs> it's their country. They can do whatever they want. But, like, I guess we need another prime minister. Like, how many prime ministers have Doctor Who killed? I mean. <laughs> Is this yeah, the shortest true. tenure yeah. on record, by the way? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was. You know, pretty, pretty short. A couple days, right? At least the master had a, a couple more days than that. You know, so. I can't remember. Did she not? Yeah, yeah, she just yeah. Got and it was, and then voted they were by party. Yeah, I, I couldn't because we did the ten yeah. months before between the crown, the big yeah. finish, and this. We've had a lot of prime ministers. And yeah, that's people. true. Yeah. Um, but what about you, darling? You know, we've always critiqued in some ways Dalek stories. Did you think this added anything? Could have done better. I think just as far as the Daleks go. I think that again, it could have been really interesting. This idea of building the Dalek casings and then the Daleks coming separately, the Daleks themselves, could have brought us back into um, the fourth doctor's you know, oh, genocide. genocide dis- uh, yeah, what, do I kill them all or not? Um, and I think we also get a little taste of the one with Ace. Remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, yeah, uh, with the Dalek pu- on Dalek purity, violence. Dalek on Dalek violence. I, I feel like there are things that they could have explored in much more detail, and again, just didn't. Yeah, and I mean, I know, this is nitpick. But I mean, our my critique—I don't include you. You can sign it. My my <laughs> critique of the Dalek story is that, and it's kind of like true with any like like Cybermen. I would include in this, like. It seems, especially in this 21st century, when we have the CGI, and like, oh, I can make a million dollars. And I'm like, but isn't one supposed to be... Like, last... Like, with a resolution, and I don't know, uh, Sue, how you felt about it. Um, or I can't remember how you felt about it. Um, but, <laughs> Neither can I. Yeah. But that was <laughs> one Dalek. And that was... In a, I thought that was an interesting Dalek story. I mean, I'm not saying it's the best ever, but, like, it was interesting, because it was one. And the premise has always been, one Dalek... Is really really scary, but then every other story has a million CGI Daleks. I'm like, well, at that point, yeah. you know, is it really scary? You reach but a it- point of diminishing returns, mm. right? One is scary, two is twice as scary, <laughs> but at a certain point, like one more Dalek isn't going to make a difference. You're still yeah. going to die. Yeah, and you kind of lose. Which I know they tried to have sort of like the main baddie Dalek, um, but. It would have been almost interesting story if they never had the biological, if it was just the Dalek shell. Because you can go into that commentary of that there is no organic thing, and so haven't we become the Daleks? Then? You know, I maybe oh. I've been watching too much Star Trek lately, <laughs> which is always. But what, what, is when, that, what does that mean? What is she talking about? I don't know. I don't know, baby. They, they harped so much in the beginning, in the introduction of the, these police drones, on them being run by AI. Right and connected. I think they even mentioned connected to a network. So you know when when we realized he cloned the Dalek, I really thought that this one Dalek was going to like tap into the AI network and control them that way, which would have been really interesting and different. Mm-hmm. And you make that one character. I mean, I'm not going to say you have a character arc for a Dalek, but you have something to that one clone Dalek, and versus just yeah. Now there's a million. And then we don't get the repeat scene of a Dalek taking over a person and controlling them, just like in the last one that we saw last mm. New Year's. And we went for the cliche of, oh, the scientist is so brilliant and yet does not realize what he did and then pays mm-hmm. the price. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want Chris Noth to be the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't want Biggie telling us what to do. No. All right. Well, moving on to hopefully a happier subject. Um, that is Captain Jack Harkness. Captain He's back, Jack. baby. So, I love him Char- so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll tell Shar. What you think of his role in, in this uh, special here? Uh, he can't not enjoy the fact that he broke the doctor out of jail, whatever the heck it is. I, I'm always happy to see Captain Jack. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care if he's reading the phone book. I don't care if he's taking a nap. I will watch Captain Jack do whatever he wants. But Wink. his role in the show, I think, was pretty good. I mean, he and Yaz uh, have a very good talk. And mm. initially, when I watched this scene, I thought, shouldn't she be having some parts of this conversation with the doctor? But then they kind of equal that out when Ryan and the doctor have a heartfelt moment. Uh but one of the scenes that did fall flat for me was when the doctor and the companions reunite and Yaz just gives her this massive shove. I'm just like, that's how you're going to say hello? And we're not going to talk this out a little bit like, okay, hey, wh- where have you been? What are you up to? Just, no. And it's like, oh, well, you're here now, so let's move on. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Also, you're here now, so the 10 months I've spent obsessing to the detriment of my mental health, fine now. I'm cool. Yeah, no. Well, she's this is not she's okay. Not, she's clearly not fine. Mm. No, they right. need to be and having some serious talks now. They they definitely do need to, to talk it out. But, I mean, I think the, at least the portrayal, I don't know if it's in the text, but... It, I mean, I don't get the impression that Yaz is fine. Yaz is really broken up about stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, but, but there's no finish. Uh, you know, there's no real arc, I guess arc of it. No. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, and, and having her there with Jack was really interesting and gave them the opportunity to even talk about it a little bit. But... Well, it also continues the... I guess it's still a fan theory that Yaz is into the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's... Now we're yeah. getting to a point, jumping ahead again, that <laughs> as far as we know, is just going to be Yaz and the Doctor and the TARDIS going mm-hmm. forward. But so, so what does that mean? Do they address it? Do they get in a bigger fight? Is there going to be a romance? Mm-hmm. I mean, or are I'm... we going to chuck another old white guy in there? <laughs> <Right? laughs> <We'll get to laughs> okay. Is Jack going to show up mm-hmm. more? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But. Oh, a little menage a trois. <laughs> well, the, Jack well, would love it, that. Yeah. Wouldn't he? Well, one thing, and, I, and, and Char, I'm glad you you enjoyed it and appreciated that scene. Um, because, like, because I know you haven't watched Torchwood. And not that you, obviously, you don't need to because you enjoyed it. But, like, it was weird when that scene started with him and Yaz. I was kind of like, well, this is kind of a weird scene. But then, like, the more I got into it, who else has really shown suffering of waiting for the doctor? Which I, I you know... He could, which I'm not trying to make the scene longer. He could have added a line or two like, try waiting 100 years, baby. You know, that's because uh, that, that's what Jack did. When, because uh, on, on Torchwood, we could, you know, it ends with him on the space station at the end of season, or the series one with Chris Eccleston. You know, he goes to Earth. This is all backstory, backstory. But he, in the late 19th century, and then longer than that, I guess, 100 years, but then he doesn't find the doctor again, which you picked up um, with the 10th doctor. By then, it's been, what, 2001 or 2000 or, or whatever. And so he's been on Earth for over a hundred years, waiting to pick up the Doctor. And so, you you saw that reunion, Ashar, when you were I know watching the Tenth Doctor. But yeah, he he certainly had some issues. Yeah, so. even though, sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, so even though I haven't seen Torchwood, as you mentioned, I was able to piece together that there was some sort of 
backstory here that I wasn't completely in touch with. And so that, I guess, I was able to piece together why he was qualified to have this talk, <laughs> which is why it worked for me. Should, should, should Jack be giving the um, companion counseling? Yeah. Well, I think they I need mean, it. He's, he's the one that's seen a lot of it, right? I mean, he throws out kind of casually that, you know, Rose is trapped in another dimension. <laughs> um, right. He could have brought up Donna having mm-hmm. all of her memories erased. <laughs> oh. oh, did I ruin it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She'll forget. <laughs> I will. Oh. Or shoot, even Sarah Jane. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been a lot of terrible outcomes for a lot of the Doctor's companions. Mm. And to be honest, that's kind of why I, I always like it when a companion leaves on their own. Mm. Which is why I like really respect Ryan's decision. <laughs> um, I, I do think the scene kind of was meh, but I I get it. I get you know there are things I have to do here. There are things I want to do here. But that, Jack, okay. I, I do think Jack was the right person to have that conversation with Yaz because he's seen it all, and I, I actually think that was possibly the best scene of the episode for me. Oh yeah, uh, this is of course the nerd in me. We never did get the explanation of how Jack knew about the lone Cyberman, and which I whatever it's your imagination. Big finish will finish it, but still, like he never got the like because that was the whole thing of like when they first met Captain Jack and like mm. beware the lone Cyberman. Like, how does he know? And then you know, yeah, um, but you know, and whatever. It didn't come up in this. No, other like I told you not to do it. She's like, hey, what do you want? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I do like, and again, nothing against John, you know, who we've chatted with and have autographs with. But anyway, um, that. I do love the, like, have you had work done? He's like, you're one to talk. <laughs> what if they already done that joke? <laughs> well, I, I I mean, again, not the bag on the... He, it's, you know, obvious every time. I mean, like, he did... So, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't regret it. That, that, you know, it's it just seems apropos. Like, you know, I mean, like, because he's, he's I, you know, he's fully gray now, which is fine. But obviously, when he's back to the character... He, I'm not sure he is fully gray right now. Yeah. I think he's fully blonde. I, th- uh, I oh, saw well, blonde. White, but, yeah. It looks bleached when I've seen it. Yeah. On, like, Rath- QI. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than I've gone gray. Well, he's certainly not brown. Or, or, yeah, he's not brown. But, but yeah. It, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the face of battle. All right, figure it out. Yeah. All right. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I did enjoy it. Because, you know, it's one of those things when you bring in Captain Jack. Of course, they just had the cameo last time, and I was whining, like, surely he's going to come back. Surely he's going to come back. And then he, he did come back, and that was fine. And so I mm-hmm. thought it was an appropriate amount. Yes. Yeah. And he was clearly very excited about it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And, and I... It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, cause yeah. I think that, the, and that's, what, that's what Jack brings, right? Totally. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think the, the danger, in as much as it is a danger... I, not a danger to him as a character who I enjoy, but to the other characters is that he can sometimes, you know, steal the spotlight. But I don't think he did. I think he, he was part of the team. You know, he did his thing, but he wasn't over the top. He was Jack. It. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And he thinks that Graham's a silver fox. So. <laughs> well, you're going to with him. So, you know. Man, I really wanted him to work on that a little more. And uh, yeah. he didn't. Now, I, I'm, I don't know, you know, each to their own fandom. I'm not those who's always like, we need another torture. We need another. It's like, I've seen uh, Miracle that we, we, we don't. Um, but, uh, but we did have that sort of tease at the end of, uh, sure, I don't know if you caught this, but anyway, this is one of the members of Torchwood, it's Gwen Cooper. So when he said, oh, I talked to Gwen Cooper and blah, blah, blah. 
Okay, no, I did not catch that. So we sort of have at least let that door be there. That <laughs> if Big Finish or Real Life or whatever wants to have another series of Torchwood, he's now back on Earth. <laughs> whatever happens next, it's good to know that Gwen Cooper is still around. Yes. yes. Uh, with her, I with guess, her toddler. I was going to say baby. He's probably a little more grown up now. Yeah. He has boxing gloves. Kid. So, yeah. Kid, yeah. Where's Reese? I don't know. Probably at work, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> Um, all right. Well, let's move on to, we kind of got into it, but let's kind of really get into it. The companions. Let's go through all three here. So we've talked, yeah, yes, but, you know, let's really get into it. Um, yeah, because I, I think that it's, it's an emotional response. So it doesn't have to be logical, but like the whole, like, I was in space jail, which I do live like, like you have this big build up. You just walk like, I was in space jail. Um, but uh, they're like, and then she gets like, like, she was in space jail. She couldn't help it. Yes. I mean, it was, it would be another thing if it was like 11th doctor. Oops, I hit the wrong button, which I know she did hit the wrong button this time too, but I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, but you know, the, the follow up in Yaz's mental health, we've sort of like have pressed that button. Like when she was in the nowhere dimension, I don't even know what it was called when, with the, at the beginning of the season. And we were sort of left like, oh, she was really affected. Maybe something's... No, nothing's going to happen. Okay. And then now we have her going, you know, obsessive with the Doctor, which we've seen in people. It's not like the craziest thing in the world. Um, but, you know, Ryan and Graham kind of looking at each other. But I don't know. What, Jessica, were you thinking with Yaz? And yeah, I, I just think... What was she used? And yes. Did she have lines? Absolutely. You know? And she even had, you know, this story start of an arc um uh, but once again they let her down and oh no it's good now it seems to be um at the end of it she's like yay we're off well like i think we need to have yeah. a talk yeah before before you go um yeah and sue i mean you mentioned to it but uh, if you want to go deeper you can or, or you cannot about the whole thousand thing about like you know and whatever either way it doesn't matter to me but her her obsession with the doctor which you know We've seen across genders, both of doctors and companions, of you know that whole wanting to be with a doctor, whether it's you know every, everyone's had it in, the, in Doctor Who throughout <laughs> all of Doctor Who. Um, so it doesn't have to be a romantic, but it, it may very well be. But it's obviously an obsession, and so I don't know where, where do you think it is, or where do you think you would like it to be? I guess. Oh, um, how do I put it? Regardless <laughs> of gender, <laughs> I don't like the Doctor and romances. Um, I I like the idea of an asexual hero. I like the idea of a hero who is not getting caught up in romances. It's just that it's a personal preference. Uh, if they are going to go down that road again, it's not the worst thing in the world for it to be yes. But, I mean, we definitely had inklings hints that Yaz is still trying to figure stuff out for herself. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I mean, my biggest concern is that going forward, I don't want them to do to her with the writing what they did to Martha and make her an, you know, doctor-obsessed, wide-eyed puppy dog. Mm. Yeah, because I think in some ways, well, and Charlie, since you've more recently watched Martha than any of us have, you know, it seems like they're different characters, but you have sort of hyper-competent. I mean, she, yeah, this is very good. She's good in this episode. She does smart things. She says smart things. But and she she's does finally that. noticing things. Like, she pointed out important information throughout this episode. Mm -hmm. She sure did. I've always talked to her as, like, the Dr. Junior. But anyway, but mm. Char, how do you think that, that Yaz-Martha comparison goes? 
Hmm, that's really interesting you say that because I wasn't necessarily making a Martha Yaz comparison as I was when Graham and Ryan were basically saying, hey, look, I think I'm done. It reminded me of Martha saying, I think I want to be here on Earth. Has Ryan traveled the Earth in the past 10 months? Is that what he just done? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, as for Yaz, I think that what Jack said to her uh, in the convo we just were talking about a moment ago of like, hey, enjoy the journey while you're on it. The joy is worth the pain. I think that had a profound impact on her eagerness to stay with the doctor. I'm not really getting the romantic overtones, if there are any. If they go there, I'm kind of on your side, Sue, where <laughs> we've kind of done that, and I don't know how I feel about that. Do we really need to do that? Eh, no, yeah. let them have some adventures, and let's have some emotional, non-romantic kind of bonding here. Because, okay, for one thing, we really need to learn more about who Yaz is, and this is a great opportunity to finally figure out who the heck this character is, if she can find herself. But then the Doctor also, she's just barely starting to open up now. Can we get Mm. more of that, please? Mm. How about if we get Yaz a different girlfriend? (laughs) That would be fine! And that's the second companion. But then we are kind of repeating the whole thing of, okay, no boyfriends, no girlfriends coming along, right? Mm, well, maybe we'll blur the line this one time and see what happens. Don't know. This hasn't always worked out. <laughs> uh, is she still... I mean, I don't know. This is the nerd in me wanting details. Is she still a police person, PC, intern, whatever she was? I don't know. I mean, but what, it's, been, she kept, it's been 10 months, you know. Did she do a good to her job? You know, She kept... What, yeah. what was it called? Getting, like, faking forms that put her on special assignment or something? Yeah. There was mm. a name for oh, it that I don't recall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if she was sleeping in wherever in she was in yeah. the TARDIS yeah. uh, creating you know her yarn board trying to figure out where the doctor <laughs> was for 10 months then then I doubt that she's going to work no probably yeah. not I mean it seems like she's there full time obsessing trying to figure things out which went approximately nowhere by the way I was really hoping mm-hmm. the companions would be working together to either find a way to contact the doctor <laughs> or be the ones to rescue her but then, well, that's Captain that's the Jack. thing, right? They they find out this information about their Daleks and they start to look into it. But as soon as they like take the first step of an investigation, Jack and the Doctor show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like, basically it, taken from them. It undermines everything that they've done mm-hmm. for themselves. It really yeah. sells those ten months short. Yeah. All that work, whatever they were doing, doesn't matter. And we just move on from it. That's kind of and now that the doctor's back, we can go on. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Here we go. I was, I was reading in a review, and I was trying to really avoid articles because you know you, you kind of just want to think for yourself first. But anyway, but there was one article of like that was their plan. They just gang up on Chris Noth, and that was the plan. I was like, well, I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Oh, they're security guys. Well, I, that we tried. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Oh shucks. <laughs> yeah. I do like the idea that we're going to have the Ryan and Graham adventure. Spin off another big finish mm. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I do wonder if I mean I know that the actors are going to be moving on, but I do wonder if they might just make a couple of cameos here and there to ease the transition because I'm going through right now in the David Tennant years, we've got Donna and then Martha just made what I think is her final exit. But for a while, those two were working together and what have you. Are they going to come back every now and then? It certainly seems like they're leaving the door open, and it would be a shame to not capitalize on that. 
Or is the guy from Pointless going to come back and be Mr. Smith and... <laughs> from Sarah Jane Adventures. Yep. Off um, we go. Uh, yeah. So all right, anything left on Yaz? We'll go to the other two boys here. Anything else? If not, let's hit Ryan. Uh, he sort of had the most, I think, of the... Well, mm-hmm. I mean, less cramp than that much, I don't think. Um, but what do you think of Ryan? One thing, and, and y'all can disagree with me here, the um, Ryan-Doctor conversation, which I think was very dramatic and very good, but, you know, so you, you talk about the romance of the Doctor... And I don't know. I can. I, I'm going to say this, and I can already hear the arguments in my own head of like, well, that's not true, Phil. But like, I don't like the doctor being too introspective. Like this emotional conversation with the because like, you know I try to think about the other doctors, and maybe that's a it's a new direction, and, and maybe y'all, y'all can argue against that um, for the doctor to have this sort of like, well, what do you think, the old doctor? I mean, that Ryan's like, well, what do you feel, or what do you think? I mean, he's being a. Fr- I mean, it's a very good dramatic scene. I'm not complaining about that in and of itself. But as for Doctor Who, we don't often get that. And it's one of those things, like, if this is a new direction of, like, being a more introspective doctor, maybe that's necessarily a bad thing. But I guess I'm sort of convoluted by the fact by, like, well, is it just because she's the woman doctor and they're making her? But, you know, they didn't do this with Peter Capaldi, you know, sitting there, you know. And maybe it's it's not wrong. And I, I don't know. I guess that's, I had mixed feelings, I guess is what I'm trying to say about having this introspective moment of the doctor. Well, here's the thing about that conversation, right? It's all about change, but what they're really talking about, like, if anybody should be able to handle change, it's the doctor, right? The doctor changes all the time. However, the doctor has always been, as far as we've known, the doctor has always been the same character in a different body. So what this is really about it's, is the difference between an external change and an internal change. Because, sure, the doctor changes all the time, but for the first time the pillars of like the doctor's mm. existence personality knowledge of herself are what's changed mm-hmm. right everything else is superficial whether you like or don't like bananas who cares right <laughs> whether you are who you thought you were and have the the history you thought you had that's going to be a little more you know ground shaking than and what the color fact, your hair is. And the fact that you've got a, apparently a tremendous amount of history that you have no recollection mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I really, really, really want them to explore this in the next season. Because mm. she is shaken to the core, you can tell. And yeah. there's, I just see a bunch of story potential here. I know there's a lot of outcry about this development, how people are upset about it online. And I'm just like, no, there could be some excellent stories about who she is, what that means. And I'm only going to be upset about it if it's squandered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm so, God, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I, I'm very much over the constant return to Gallifrey. <laughs> it's in its own little dimension. It's not in its own little dimension. There are people alive. They're all dead. No, they're really frozen in time. Just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> pick one and tell the story because I'm so confused. If, I don't know. What, does anybody know what's going on? No. I don't know what's going if, on. But everybody wants to add their own little piece to the canon. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, we'll get to Ryan. <laughs> but I, just to add to that, the it, and I guess it's a delicate balance. Cause, and I'm looking at New Who for the most part. Uh, because the, the showrunners have all been Doctor Who fans. Um, and I'm... And I'm 
painting with a broad brush. They're all different guys. I think but, everybody um, wants to leave their mark, right? Yeah, they all want to kind of explore the origins, explore the character, explore. Whereas you know, Classic Who was just like, you're just a random producer, make yeah. a show. Yeah. They didn't really, you know, yeah. some cared, some didn't care. Yeah. But anyway, um, but all these ones have to be like, this is why, and this is who, and this, and I, and I and I like it because you could be like, oh, it's fan service. But like, I don't know, some of it's interesting and good. And, but yeah, as you say, like you know, maybe. One Gallifrey story every four years is the rule or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, before we go back to Ryan, mm. I just want to, to put a pin in the fact that I really want to talk about all the characters in jail. So, oh, yeah, all the cameos? Okay, yes, okay. at I some like point that. I want to come back to... Angela. Uh. <laughs> Angela the Weeping Angel. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> Well, well, oh, I forgot you were in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which Char doesn't remember that because she's never seen. Them, so, yeah. um, but it's fine. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, see, it works. You, you, you don't remember them either. Um, Perfect. But, which I like that maybe she'd solve them the first. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, any other? Uh, we, we'll talk about his exit if that's what we want to go to. Any other Ryan moments that weren't part of his saying goodbye? Which I guess is sad to say if there weren't any. Right. I wish that we'd had more, like the. Well, the beginning of the last New Year's special, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Was the one where we got to see him playing basketball and hanging out with his friend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I wish I we'd gotten to see <laughs> that this time. Because we don't we see him sitting at home with Graham and then we see him in the TARDIS with Yaz and then the doctor's back. And then Graham and then uh Ryan says, I want to spend more time with my friends and my dad. But we didn't see that with we, within this episode, which would have been interesting. And Shar and I were doing a lot of writing. We could tell you it's tell, don't show. That's what everyone always says. <laughs> That's true, right, Shar? That is true. Is yeah, that... totally, totally, totally. I was I was an English teacher, and I said that a lot. I said, "Don't show me crap. Just tell me about it. Just summarize." Oh, well, that's what they did here. I'm yeah. going to disagree. Okay, I think that. We the scenes where we had Ryan, you know, talking to Graham on the the Dalek ship, planning the bombs. Oh yeah. Any any sort of interaction, I felt there was a sort of uh, a dissatisfaction, a, of strangeness. I, I like there was just he wasn't fully there. Like mm-hmm. I felt very much this whole episode that he was done. He mm-hmm. lost that sense of adventure, or yeah. I didn't really catch on to that. I'm going to need to rewatch and then see maybe if I notice mm. it beyond a first time context. I, you know, Brian, it seems like this was the, as good a time as any, though, for him to have an exit, mm. and especially knowing that it was coming. I mean, really, of all the companions in this iteration, he's probably had the most growth, which I'm sorry, is not very much. It's a very low bar, mm. but <laughs> he has grown up a lot. Yeah. So it is kind of nice to see him, I guess, come this much full circle. And if he wants to go, well, by all means, let him. He has at least figured out a direction he wants to go in his life, which that's an achievement right there. So go off, buddy. Yeah. yeah I mean, because I think cause when we were watching this on BBC America, of course, they showed uh, Resolution right before this because they were just having a Doctor Who marathon. Um, but, but one thing, not to talk about the last year, but I will now, um, as you say, Ryan, and I don't mean this in a bad way, he started off very immature because, you know, he's a young guy. But, like, I think in Resolution, when he had that very, he was more adult than his dad, in that conversation, no, Dad, this is how you say this conversation. This is how I felt. This is what you should be at. I mean, like, this guy is pretty smart. You're, aren't we emotionally smart? And then, like, you had, then the, in this special, the scene with the doctor, where, again, he's 
very emotionally smart about telling the doctor, but like, no, you're not just the doctor. I don't mean to just say you're the doctor, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, you, you know, know what he's, Ryan he's... should do is he ought to become a counselor because mm-hmm. as you just said, he's very emotionally intelligent. He really knows how to kind of get people to open up a little bit and talk about things they're not comfortable with, like the conversation that he had with the doctor. He had such a good counselor kind of voice in that sense. Well, how did that make you feel? What, what yeah. were you thinking? That sort of a thing. Just uh, those open-ended questions. They were perfectly timed. And he managed to actually get her to talk a little bit. That's mm-hmm. what he should be doing with his life, in my humble opinion, which nobody cares about. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, not, and not that career is life, but I was interested to see what he's doing. Because, you know, warehouse worker, last I knew. Um, I didn't know what he's... I mean, he's, you know, you can personal growth, and that's fine. If you still do you have your dumb day job. But I, I didn't know what he was You could have thrown a line in about what he was doing. But mm. anyway. I did like the going back to learning to ride the bike. Me too. That was a it was, great bookend. And it wasn't yeah. successful. And I think, you know, if he had, that was, I think, you know, the trope would have been like, oh, I'm fine now. And it's like, no. Yeah. yeah. I, st- I, I have come a long way. But I still have dyspraxia. <laughs> yeah, but he went a little it, it, further, right? Yeah, he did the last yeah. time, and that he's was still, the point. And I love that too. Yeah. He went, a little, and he's still trying. Whether yeah. or not he goes further each time, he's still trying. Right, the, and the if part we of that think scene back to that, that very I, first time. Mm-hmm. The part of that scene I was not a fan of was the weird grandma ghost. I didn't like that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, why? Maybe that was you got to worry much. if she's actually a frog. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it felt... It Are they felt regenerating? Nose. Like, I'd rather... Yeah. I, I get that they're both thinking about her, but one mm. of them could have just said it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I really wish she was here to see this. I really wish she could have experienced some of these things. And it would have been lovely for Graham to start that. I really yeah. wish she could have seen you making this yeah. further. Yeah. And then Ryan saying something. Tell not show. Like, yeah, you. yeah, you know, <laughs> I love you very much, Grandpa, fist bump, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. if uh, you know, and we, as it was interesting in that last moment, well, in the in the TARDIS that last moment, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm going. You know, okay, we we got it. You you got issues. Um, and then like uh, settle down. You sort of had that the Goldilocks. You sort of had like yes, like yes. And Ryan's like no. Ugh. And Graham's like. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and so, unless you have anything else to say about Ryan, I mean, what would you? Think about Graham's exit of like, all right, well, I mean, you know, darling, you know what Graham's was? If he's not going, I'm not going. <laughs> well, that is exactly what I'm going to say. If he's not in, I'm not in. Honestly, if Ryan had chosen to stay, I think Graham would have too. Because really, mm. Ryan is what he has. He's yeah, going to be yeah. wherever Ryan is. And so once Ryan said, no, I want to go back, that got Graham thinking. And suddenly, he's just all, hmm. Yeah, I think I want to go, too. I wish... I guess I wish that had been a little more explicit. Um, Wait, he said he wants to be where where Ryan is. Yeah, yeah. he wants to watch his grandson. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, um, he, I mean, he, he says, I would love to keep doing this, yeah. but the most important thing to me is being with my family, and this is my family. Yeah. And uh, did he get anything else? I mean... It's a lot going on, I know. Did he get anything else in the whole episode? He didn't really have much to do on his own in this one that I recall. Yeah, he really, but he yeah, still he was really is background. Like, he has been one of my favorites 
throughout their run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved him. Loved him. Yeah, cause, and I think from Jessica, it was the underdog. <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah, it was it was definitely a low bar to start with. She's like, why is, gra- why is he Spradley Walsh showing up in my Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. And, and spit on him. And, 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 then I, and then, yeah, I got my comeuppance. There you go. He's <laughs> gone now. Are you happy? Anyway. Um, Graham has a charm to him. I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did no, enjoy him. Abs- I loved him. Because I think he loved always him. had that background quality. Like, he never tried to be up front. He was always glad being background, you know, supporting Support, Ryan, yeah. supporting the doctors, supporting, yeah, you know, he's, he's literally a supporting character. Um, and he was happy to do that, you know, and so. Well, I mean, his, it, it feels to me like his character really existed on the show to show Ryan's growth. Mm-hmm. And their growth together. And that's, I mean, from where they started, from don't call me son, we're not related, mm-hmm. to like, this is my family. I, I think that's a, an arc for the both of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really, Graham's arc, I think, resolved itself fairly early on when he started moving on from the death of Grace. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we had this basically kind of like a year of, okay, <laughs> and then it's just him and Ryan. Mm. And and we did say this in, in one of our uh, prior podcasts. I guess I want to say it out loud. I'm glad no one got killed. Yes. I mean, you know, yes. there's Although, a lot of ways companions know, go. Somebody did deserve to die, though. Who is Lots that? of Chris humans Moff. died. <laughs> well, yeah. The Prime it's Minister not anybody died. we knew the name of. Not yeah. the you ones know, in the opening titles. <laughs> the F-off sellout Robertson. He deserved to die. I was looking forward to that. I was going to find that really satisfying and, of course, no, the bastard gets to live on, because they always do. Yeah, and maybe run for president. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Don't we get enough of this in real life? did nothing with. Yes. Well, I always thought that was a weird character. It's like, we want to have a Trump character, but that's not Trump. He's the anti-Trump, but he's Trump. I'm like, this sounds like you want a Trump. I don't know. Barf. But, yeah. Um, and we've kind of talked about this, so we can just breeze by it if you want. Um, the doctor. So we, we talked about, you, you know, how she's dealing with the aftermath of the timeless child business. Um, how did you think she did, you know, I mean, it's called Doctor Who, right? How did you think the doctor did in this special? I mean, uh, this isn't a real complaint, but I'll always say this. I, I feel like the 13th doctor, not since I would say the fifth doctor, have you had a doctor this? How do I say this in a nice way? often not able to change their circumstances. I mean, I don't want to say a weak character, but I mean, that's a... Which, again, I have a mixed feeling because, you know, the criticisms of of maybe prior Doctors, they're all like, godlike powers and can do everything. You know, I I do like having a smaller-scale Doctor who can't control the universe at a snap of the fingers. But then again, my mixed feeling is like, well, we're just doing this with the woman Doctor. Okay. Um, But, but, you know, like, like, like... I can't envision any other doctor having to sit in jail for 19 years. I'm like, they would have figured it out and wouldn't need rescuing. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to. I don't know. That's my mixed feelings about. And I get that she's having to deal with her re-identity. So maybe that sort of, for lack of a better word, weakened her. But I don't know. You suppose but 19 also... days would have been better? Would that have been enough time for <laughs> introspection? And then Jack could have broken her out. Maybe would it have helped if she had tried to break out? If we had seen that. If she had, if she had slammed her fist 
into the oh, eyes. for a billion years. Yeah, <laughs> something like I mean, that. The 12th Doctor. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of hard to envision. She's just sitting there doing nothing. I mean, what well, she was thinking. Well, she also but... doesn't spend those 19 years, at least that we see, really, really focusing on dealing with her new identity yeah. because she comes back having not dealt with it. Because that would be yeah. some thing. As a time lord, time doesn't have that meaning. So she'd be like, okay, this is like a day at the spa. I know it's prison, but like, and I mean that as more of a, I'm going to think about this thing. You know, could you show her being, I don't know how you could show it. You probably should just tell it. Um, of her, of her. <laughs> well, they did. It's great. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, she said, I thought about it for 19 years. Yeah. The yeah. impression sure. I got is that she wasn't trying to break out and didn't, didn't feel the desire to because she had turned inward. But she says, be strong, they're waiting for you. When she's doing the marking markers. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, they didn't tell us this, but maybe the plan was just to serve her time and then use her time machine. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel said like... said they added a few crimes while she was there, I think she right. said. <laughs> or 77,000? <laughs> Only seven. Um, but... Not just in Jody's series, but going back into really ever since the 50th anniversary, mm-hmm. um, for me, I feel like Doctor Who has jumped around so much. They'll they'll start a story and give us a cliffhanger, and then the next episode starts somewhere else entirely. Mm-hmm. And it has been... I feel like there are so many threads from the last several years that don't get tied up. And I don't know if that's just the direction the show is, is decided to take for some reason. But I feel like so much of it lately has been so convoluted. Mm-hmm. And that is why, in my opinion, we still, I feel like, don't have a great idea of who Jody's doctor is. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, every time we have an episode with her, they take us a different place, and she's in a different situation. And, you know, we we meet Ruth, and we get this timeless child information, and the master shows up, and then he's just gone. And some there's somewhere else doing some other thing. And it, there's, like, I get it's a time travel show, but your, your <laughs> audience experiences time in a linear fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but really, I mean, you could have all those experiences, but you need to see some growth, right? Mm. How is this shaping you? How is it experiencing, or how are you experiencing it? And how is that, I don't know, how does that reveal who you are as a doctor? I I agree, we're not getting a whole lot of that. And knowing that doctors change hands every so often, I feel like the clock is just ticking like crazy. Uh And that's really disappointing. There doesn't seem to be a through line. Mm. Yeah, yeah one, I agree. Just conceptually, and this is larger picture, and I'll talk generally for sure here, because um, I don't want to spoil anything. But, like, after Asylum of the Daleks and the 11th Doctor, it seemed to me that it was like a reset. We're going to try to make the Doctor smaller again. It's not going to be this powerful god, like, because they erased all memory of the Doctor, basically, um, from, you know, computers. And so you could have these sort of smaller adventures and not have the global unit. Well, it's always, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, have these smaller adventures. And then, like, it just seems like a couple episodes later, like, eh, whatever. Back to God power. You know, and so, you know, then you had the 12th Doctor. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I, That's I, it, why I liked what they did with Jodie in her introduction, where she was sciencing things. Right? She made her own Sonic. And she 
she didn't snap her fingers and get saved. She was we saw her figuring stuff out. And they they sort of dropped that. Like I was very excited for that to be an aspect of the doctor and it stopped being one. Mm. Yeah, like I'm thinking You're of right. the uh, of like the Pating episode, which I guess people don't like that episode. But anyway, the Pating episode where she was all sciency about the warp. That's not what it was, but about the warp core, you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, all that stuff. <laughs> warp particles. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> oh well, yeah. But yay, Pating! We got to see a Pating. Well, here, well, let's, let's take this one. We're going to talk about the, the jail cameos. I love that a lot. Yeah, like I did too. It's certainly fan servicey. But it felt to me like it was the right amount of it. And if you're going to pull that kind of gimmick, the place to do it is in a holiday special. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also a little bit Torchwoody of, you oh, know. the jail cell? Oh. Yeah, the j- jail cells. Jail cells downstairs <laughs> in Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you've gotten to the oud, right, Shar? You got, you got an oud there. Uh, yes. Bonnie yes. and Clyde for you. Yes. <laughs> yep. Angela, yes, the weeping yes. angel. Who, when she looks away, is all of a sudden right there. Uh-huh. The pating who is trying to chew its way out. I've told you, you can't. And no. the silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I agree 100%, Sue, but I appreciated the joke. <laughs> well, the joke was great. I just am not a fan of that No, story. I'm not either, <laughs> at all. Uh, and also, I don't know. There, look, there, I don't want to add anything to the special because there's already a lot there. I think you start adding things, you're going to break it. But what what did the judo? What what was her crime? In other words, I mean, because I, I, I think that's the interesting thing. Because obvious, well, to me, the obvious thing maybe it's not obvious, and I'm wrong. The obvious thing is that that's supposed to be a Ruth crime, right? That's a Ruth doctor. That's where the whole uh, the episode fugitive, whatever fugitive the fugitive. That's the whole name of the episode. Um, like that's the crime that. 13 is now being jailed for um, is Dr. X you know whatever number there are um, and like now I want to know that story <laughs> like what did, what did Ruth Doctor do but I mean that's sort of the thread now that's left hanging which mm. we now you know kind of which I mean not to bring discovery on this but that's always like maybe they'll solve it next season um, like you know with the, the Ruth Doctor well I guess they'll solve it next se- you know and maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. I'm still mad we haven't seen Ruth again. Yeah. That's the story I want to know. Tell me about yeah. Ruth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're just going to open up that can of worms and let it sit there and rot? Come yes. on. I'm still mad we didn't go to Gallifrey after the, in 2016. Like, <laughs> or 20, 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I don't remember. Uh, 64, right? Yes. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. my brain is bad. Sorry. Uh, All right. <laughs> Let's go Mixing down. up my franchise years. Oh, that's right. It's six, uh, 63. I always remember it's Kennedy assassination. 63. Damn yeah. it. Even yeah. worse. So Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a list of sort of the, the bigger guest stars because, you know, Jessica Nally is complaining. Guest stars is what this mm. series only is, cares about. Um, but I don't think they overdid it. You can disagree. Um, like they I usually do. I, I would agree. <laughs> of course, they had they had John Barrowman, so that's, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we talked about Chris Noth. I think we kind of already talked about him, if anything else, about just that apparently he's going to come back every season. Which, I mean, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing in the world, but... I, fi- I find it jarring, mm-hmm, just for me, biggie. yeah, to have this, I guess, B-lister American actor show up in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. I just 
it, just random it, as an American actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just find it really jarring. I mean, of course, I think I feel like I know him best as Logan from Law and Order. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anything else? Moving on, uh, the Harriet Walter—not in of herself, but I don't know what you think of the evil cabinet minister slash prime minister. Um, I don't know. Not to be confused with Harriet Jones. Yeah, no, we, we know who she is. We know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it, it seemed unnecessary. I mean, I, I know you needed somebody to be the the face of the government in this one, but like. <laughs> Oh, it could have been anybody, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and again, I know we're making fun of it being a running joke. For the um, the first scene of, like, well, not the previously on, but, like, oh, they took the shell, they put it in a truck, they put the truck, the guy got... I'm like, you could have told not shown that. Like, if, I, if, if we're going to expand the special to do other things, that three minutes could have been, like, told. I mean, you know... Yep, they stole a thing, and now it's there. I mean, that's like three lines you would have done without having to do a five-minute... wait, there's a very important lesson to be learned from that scene, and that is Truckers don't buy stopped. tea from random roadside stands. <sighs> yeah, but the thing is, you got to buy tea from the random roadside stands in England. It's a thing. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to? You Government have to. law. It's a, it's a rule. License Oh, fee. like you have a quota you have to fill? <laughs> yep. Tea quota? I see. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Usually more late at night, but yeah. Is that whatever. a curry too? Yeah, a little bit of a okay. yeah kebab. Now, um, a disappointing guest star, and I don't mean disappointing that he was in this. Disappointing he wasn't used more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, who I know from Misfits. Yes. Um, and I'm like, oh, he did not do anything on this episode except I'm a scientist who did stuff, and now I have a Dalek on my back, and now I'm dead. I'm like, dude, you got him for that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty typical of a Doctor Who guest role, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Doctor Who, at least in New Who, right? Guest roles are pretty much synonymous with stunt casting. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like, we got but this famous like, person for one episode. But I feel like he's not really famous no, he's still working enough actor, presumably, but yeah. for it to have been a stunt casting. Mm. But he's good enough. And slightly recognizable enough to y'all to use him more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, of course, this goes into the. But now I want to watch Misfits again. So there's good, that. I've never saw the the last series. So I don't know if that's actually good or not. Yeah, but I'd like to go yeah. back to that. Yeah, if, if anyone hasn't watched the Misfits, it's very it's a, it's a bit timey wimey in some it's sense. It's not the Misfits. It's just Misfits. Yeah, misfits, yeah. but uh, it stars. I mean, it's got a big cast. Have you guys seen it? No, I'm working through Shit's Creek right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Misfits is a British show. It has the um, what's his face from Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Robert Sheehan from the Umbrella Academy and And you'll see he plays the exact same character from Umbrella Academy yes. in this. Yeah. And the guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's true. I never thought he started that way. Um, the creepy sadistic guy? I don't think that narrows it down. <laughs> the young creepy sadistic guy? I never watched it, so I don't know. Yeah, who was creepy sadistic to Alfie Allen? But anyway, it's 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 like Heroes, except it's four people on probation, and it's nothing. They just stay where they. Oh, is it five people? Anyway, five people on probation, so they're in their orange probation suits the whole time, and that's the, that's the whole. They don't ever go anywhere except that. But they, it's like lightning or whatever. It yeah, was. they got hit by lightning. And they all have superpowers now, but they just stay where they are. It's you know, it, it's a sort of a small scale, and they're not it's good great. guys. Yeah, no, it's good though. So yeah, it's, a fun it's, show. it's funny. Okay, anyway. cool. Um. 
All right. Well, that, that was pretty much it. Um, any, we'll just do the round table. Uh, Shar, any final thoughts on Revolution of the Daleks? <sighs> I'm trying to think. I think we covered quite a bit of it. I mean, <laughs> maybe the best line that we didn't talk about was toward the very end where Yaz might have changed a lot for the doctor when she said, it's okay to be sad. I, that hit the doctor and the doctor's reaction hit me in a way like she hit she didn't even consider that before did she just because she does lock herself down so much i'm hoping that that's not going to get lost next season Mm. Uh, like in the way that we were talking about okay maybe this is a more emotional doctor i think it's okay to be more emotionally available male female whatever if you're a doctor timey-wimey or not but you're going through things let's talk about them Mm -hmm. you've got to process your journey whatever (laughs) it is Aside from that, I guess my final thought is that there's some really good ideas, but a lot of missed opportunities in this story. It reminds me of a Voyager episode where they've got the kernel of a great idea. They just don't completely fully execute it. Mm-hmm. And Endgame? No. <laughs> and that's really just kind Burn. of where we leave <laughs> off. Like, you get us this far, but ugh, where's the follow through? Yeah. No. Sure, I think you're right. That's a, a really powerful line and a really powerful moment. And I think it, it might hit us especially deeply this year. Mm. That oh, it's okay good to call. be sad. Yeah. And um I mean not the, the doctor is always like trying to put the positive spin on everything, but if if I may expand it into life, like I think that things like social media and Zoom calls and the way we present ourselves on the internet uh, gets everyday people stuck in that like everything has to be great and I'm supposed to be happy all the time. And you and have to be on. Yeah, happy, happy. And creative. Yeah. No, it's it's okay to be sad. Yeah, not everything it's, has to be a Robin Williams act. Right. Um Yeah, yeah. I, I, there were there were some good moments in, in this episode, but I think looking at it big picture, overall I'm just kind of disappointed slash frustrated. Because they had that good kernel of an idea. And I wanted, you know, the the first 20, 30 minutes of the episode had really got my hopes up for so much more. And it all just kind of had the bottom taken out from under it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for, for what we get next. And I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'll let you go last, Jessica. So, I mean, I'll, I don't think I have much to add that. Mm. Uh, I don't know, because, I mean, I don't know. This, this is me, my personal opinion. You know, because I've been, you know, not the greatest fan of Discovery. And, and so, you know, into my fandoms, I'm, like, just watching things like, oh, because I got to, because I'm a fan. Um, and so I don't really always feel connected. And so with Doctor Who, you know, it's been a while, obviously, since we've had new Doctor Who. Um, you know, not since the beginning of, I have to say, last year now, 2020. Um, <laughs> and, which, you know, on and off, as far as what we thought of that season. Um, ups and downs, and so I was going in this one like, all right, we'll see. Um, but I don't think it was bad. I don't think I, was, I came away disappointed. I mean, I you know, it's not the greatest thing in the world. I didn't come around, you know, punching the air or anything. But you know, I, I was, <laughs> I think I was able to enjoy something that I like, which is Doctor Who, and I, and you know, I, I wasn't like crying or anything when these companions left. So I, but they didn't really give me much to. But I mean, not, I like the companions. So I'm not trying to say that, but like the episode didn't give me much to cry about. Like, I, uh, he made a decision. He said bye and okay, and Graham's kind of like shrugged and leaves and like, 
Okay. Well, I mean, I, I agree with their... <laughs> I support you. Um, yeah. You know, uh, like, I press the button. Um, <laughs> retweet. Uh, and so other than that, you know, lots of things we said we could have done better. Um, and, and I'm a fan of... Like, I, it kind of reminds me... We haven't gotten to it in our watch now, so I may change my tune once we actually watch it. It always reminds me of the fifth Doctor, where I like, I love the Doctor. I love the fifth Doctor. And I love the 13th Doctor. And their stories are always like... I like the doctor, you know, <laughs> and so I, I don't, like I said, I don't think this story was bad. Um, so I'm glad we have it. So it was just okay. So I don't know, Jessica, what do you think? Yeah, uh, uh, reiterating so much of of what everybody else said. I I think for me, because we haven't seen it in so long, I get so excited. I'm like, yes, 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 and it's always going to be a little bit of a letdown. And then it's even more of a letdown when you're like, oh, come on. You could have done... And, and so, yeah, I, I, I feel a little let down. And again, some of it's my own fault. I got way too excited. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen... I don't feel like I'm seeing Chris Chibnall's best work. Yeah, I think... I can't remember your exact quote, but you're like, Chibnall, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was not. I think your quote was like, "I'm not looking forward to next season." Basically, is what you yeah. you were kind of saying. I mean, I, yeah. If if I may say more, even though I finished already, absolutely. <laughs> I think there are whether whether we're conscious of them or not. I think you know this group especially. Lots of people have higher expectations of this doctor because she is our first woman doctor mm. because. Whether it's true or not, it feels like so much is riding on how she is perceived by fandom mm. about whether we'll have other women doctors, whether we'll have, you know, people of color playing the doctor. Um, and it it feels because it's, I guess, experimental, quote unquote, it feels like everything has to be perfect. Mm. So it's even more of a letdown when the stories maybe aren't that great or yeah. are just mediocre. If yeah. I may just bring Voyager back into the fold one more time. <laughs> I mean, there was so much pressure on Kate Mulgrew to portray Janeway that I think that show kind of suffered a similar fate where they're trying to tell good stories and a lot of times they're okay. A lot of times they're decent, but falling short and then there's just so much criticism all around whether it was deserved or not and this show is kind of doing the same thing and it's a little disappointing that we even have to be talking about that in 2021 yes yeah your star trek doctor who podcast (laughs) (laughs) absolutely which is my other one's my doctor who star trek and Um, and of course because i see where you're heading with this yeah and and i i feel like i'm going to like break some hearts here because Uh, because you all watched it on prime uh-huh. You did not get stay tuned for the introduction of the new companion after this commercial Ooh, break. Oh, no. no. Yes. I feel like I'm going to break y'all's hearts. Um, but uh, John, John Bishop is going to be the new companion in 2021. That's his real old name. Old white guy? Uh, th- I would say that. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not ancient. Yeah, he's not old. Uh, John Bishop, uh, I, you know more about him than I do. Yeah, I mean, he's a comedian. Um, so. You may recognize him from some British um, quiz shows and things like that. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. He has that rugged, handsome. I mean, like, he's not... 
don't know if he's the same age as Bradley. He's probably a little younger. Yeah, but he I sort of has that so. sort of. And he's a northerner. Yeah. He's fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think his name's Dan. The character's name is Dan. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, yeah, they had like a little like short that you could probably find on YouTube introducing the new companion. Hmm. Um, so so okay, it's, it's, I wasn't even aware that a companion was. Joining I, I wasn't the mix. either. I, it was you know <laughs> because this aired you know and I know I, I avoided social media. Well, I avoided fandom social media. I was doing political social media on uh, January first because I know because the hour difference you're going to just basically get spoiled. But, you know, I was on Facebook because Jess was like, oh, Facebook, they don't talk about it there. And, of course, they talked about it there. Um, so I just saw, like, introducing Dan Brown, like, ah, threw the phone off across the floor. Um, but anyway, but they had a little vignette you can find on YouTube. It's just like a five-second little thing they huh. put together. Okay. Um, so so it'll be out. Yaz. Is it wrong and, that I'm kind of disappointed? <laughs> do no, no, well, I am, too, because no. it's too for this question, but do we need this? No. Yeah, I think a lot of people were, were looking forward to the the all female, all or all, all woman um, dude. We artists. could learn so much about Yaz, and th- I'm afraid that this dude is going to take the tension or the attention away from her yet again. Because if you're bringing a new character to the mix, you've got to introduce them. We've got to get to know them a little bit, and she's just going to be sitting there like she mostly has been. Yeah, yeah. but also like a guy in his fifties and a woman in her twenties. Traveling with the doctor when there's no, like, familial explanatory yeah. relationship mm-hmm. is weird. And he, he appears to be contemporary. Like, you know what? Like, I mean, there might be an is... explanatory relationship. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I would, because he seems contemporary. In the five second video, you'll see it looks like it's from the 2021. I don't know. But I'm, I'm projecting, but he's not from the future, future, or the past, past, and then like an alien world. Just look like some guy from Sheffield, probably. I guess Jack is the last companion. From a different time, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Who was it before Jack? Um, you're going to make me hurt my brain. Uh, well, Ace was technically from the present. She was fast forward to the future, so she was technically present. Yeah. Mel, I don't think they ever explained where she came from. Maybe I'm disrespected. She um, was on. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember. Um, then we get Perry was present day. Sorry, I don't have to go through every single person in my head. Um, <laughs> Turlo was present day. Then So then you get to, I think, Nissa, because Tegan yeah. was present day. Nissa was from his alien. So, so there, there you go. go. Uh, so yeah, so it's uh, going to be a three-person TARDIS again. So, uh, but you know, there you go. Okay, I mean, yeah, maybe we're being a little premature. Well, yeah, maybe this it'll is be like, great. I was premature with Graham. Yeah, this is the Bradley Walsh precedent, and and uh, as as someone pointed out, with um, you know. I, no, the comments are just junk at these days. But anyway, but I, in a good way. It's not. So I, I, I'm not disappointed in the actor. I feel like I need to make clear. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed yeah. that apparently we can't have a television show without a middle-aged white man in the main cast. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and that was my issue with the Bradley Walsh casting in the first place. Um, and and again, I, I adored Graham. Um, but yes, I, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, but, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I would have wanted to see, I mean, not just to have the women, but just to have the two person doctor companion and a companion that we've, I say we, me and Jessica, but I, I'll include you all if you want me to, um, who we've not gotten enough from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, where's Yaz every season? Where's yeah, Yaz? totally Yaz? agree. If she's that's by herself. You know, God forbid we get yes now, but uh, no, so, no, I guess we can't I, have nice things. I know, yeah, yeah and and and, uh, and I don't know what Chris's philosophy is, and 
I guess well, I guess I do because we we have two seasons of it. But um, you know, the other yeah. two gentlemen showrunners um, seemed comfortable to have the one doctor, one companion, and so, not always. I mean, Nardole, blah 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 blah. But generally speaking, one doctor, one companion. So, mm. I mean, it's like, do they not? Because they ask, like, do they not trust? Um, oh, what's her real life? real name? But anyway, do they not trust Yaz as an actress to carry the whole thing by and herself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's well. up with that? I don't know. I. Yeah. Eh, like I said, I we'll probably know. all love Dan, and he'll be our favorite companion. Who knows? But yeah, it's just disappointing that we just, you know. It's disappointing for Yaz. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the big issue for me. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry to down everyone down, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before we go into the TARDIS library, uh, Sue, any final Doctor Who thoughts for? your 2021 Doctor Who hopes and where people can find you. When are we supposed to get more? Are we are we getting more this year? As soon as they I, can, I, they said. I mean, if I remember, because I don't, like, read every article, but I believe there's an, it's, I mean, it's always abbreviated, but even more so an abbreviated season. I've heard that, whatever that means. Of course, that's, well, like, discovery for, you know, but anyway, 10 episodes or something, you know, I don't know. But that's what I, that's all mm. I know. My 2021 Doctor Who hopes, I hadn't honestly thought about it because I, I didn't think we were getting any in 2021. We might not. But I, so I guess that I would say my 2021 Doctor Who hopes is that if they do begin production, they do so as safely as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they get, <clears throat> excuse me, and that they get as many different kinds of people looking at their stories as possible and and really focus on bringing us some good content the it'll next be, time they bring us stuff it'll be interesting if they're filming in quarantine perhaps we won't see quite as many guest stars taking <laughs> over the episodes hey yeah. that could be all right yeah. Yeah. a lot of no, a lot absolutely. of shows have started filming and i mean Star Trek Doctor Who podcast, you know, uh, <laughs> Discovery yeah, is going. Yep, yeah. Discovery is going, um, and they've they they I've read about like they're they're filming scenes with the actors standing farther apart, even though they're pretty much all like quarantined together. They're not doing and, the Voyager like, two inches across from each <laughs> right, other right. kind of filming. Of and Doctor we'll That's be sixteen other. by nine. I tell you, it makes a big difference. <laughs> and they'll be be editing it and doing a lot more like single shots, uh, supposedly. Um, oh, Picard is supposed to start shooting in February, I think. Uh, I think Strange New World is supposed to start shooting in the, in the early spring. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, that that if if production gets underway, I, my biggest hope is that everybody is is safe and healthy working yeah. on it. Well, to but that point, you don't want to keep bringing either... in the old white guys if it's not going to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to that point, I think I saw a video, maybe even just yesterday, that they either like have just barely started working on the show, shooting it, or they're just about to, and they said, we're going to take things a lot slower because of COVID precautions. Mm-hmm. So that is on their minds. Thank goodness. I do want them yeah. to be safe, 100%. Because they do tend to whoop through things. Yeah, and, and well, and I mean, I'm not an expert, but UK is actually, well, everyone's getting worse, but UK especially right now, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how that goes, how well it goes. And they said, we'll try and get the show out to you as soon as we can. But, obviously, circumstances are going to slow us down. Sure. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm not mad about anything being late at this point. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> all understandable. A, a package in the mail for over a month now. Who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the world we're living in now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, you want me to sign off too, right? Please do. Yeah, well, uh, not that we're kicking you off or anything. <laughs> I'm uh, again. I'm Sue. Um, I podcast about Star Trek and feminism at womenatwarp.com on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Said that out of order. Doesn't matter. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Women at Warp or me on Twitter at Speltor. That's S-P-A-L-T-O-R. Shara, right. any 2021 Doctor Who thoughts in your sign-off as well? Any thoughts? It... <laughs> <laughs> gonna do it one more time it's kind of how i go approach disco like they show that trailer and i get super excited and then as we go on in the season my hopes get dashed a little bit and then i know they're gonna wrap it all up as much as they can they drop the ball on some things at the very end and then i'm just kind of hmm about that and now my, my 2021 hope for you char is I, I mean, I don't really want you to rush it, but, I, but you're going to be finishing the 10th Doctor's run. <laughs> I am working on it. I promise. I promise. I am doing yeah. that. Yes. Well, I, don't, so. like I, said, I, I hate for you to rush it, but it's, <laughs> I mean, I want you to get the 11th Doctor, but like, you know, there is good stuff there. So like, I'm, you see, she's probably in like the middle of the, his last season. She hasn't gotten to the specials yet. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm not quite. I'm more than half, but not quite two thirds of the way through this season so i'm with donna but you with donna. okay so you know donna as a companion and not yeah. just yes as right. runaway bride yeah she's okay. a de facto companion from what i'm gathering where she's not really the companion but she's been going on all these adventures i mean let's just they, they haven't made it facebook official yet i guess or something <laughs> yeah yeah Grand, granddad's the real companion <laughs> oh i no, love granddad he's I... fantastic Wolf is amazing. Yes. Yes. I will defend Donna Noble with my life. Oh, yeah. Mm. And that's not what this episode is about. (laughs) It can be. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. We'll come back for another whole hour. Defending Donna. Donna. Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shunashar's done. We can get to it. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm working on that. Whenever my husband plays poker, I watch Doctor Who. That's my time to do that. So. Now that the holidays are over, he'll get back to that, and I'll get back to it, too. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, going into 2021, my hopes for Doctor Who are, I guess, just to keep watching what I need to catch up on. And then whenever we do get doc- new Doctor Who with Jody, I'm, I'm for it. Let's watch it. Let's see what they do with it. I'm always willing to give it a chance, but... I have learned that I, too, Jessica, am not the biggest Chris Chibnall fan. I think there's other writers on this show in this franchise that I like a whole lot more, even with the limited experience I have. But that said, I'm willing to give it a go. Let's see what you did. Let's see what you did. What do you got? Third third time's the charm? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I was hoping so for Discovery, and it's still kind of half and half. We'll see, though. The season's not completely over. Always willing to give it a chance. One episode left. (laughs) One episode. We're going to have a lot of things to wrap up. I'm hoping it's about... Three hours long. That's what they're going to need to get this wrapped up. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So eh, I don't know. We'll see where it lands. Although and, I'm going to be honest, I've been enjoying Discovery this season. <laughs> I mean, this season, it's been different. It's cool. I like seeing the the future, which mm. is a neat thing. It's But this isn't a Discovery podcast. I'll stop. No, no. <laughs> but as a casual viewer, I, no I wish we could game. have done without a certain two-parter and spent more time mm. on our actual problem. I feel that. Hardcore. Hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. We need to talk. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, and I'm currently not doing any Star Trek podcasts, and so if you want to have me on as a guest, that's cool. I'll sign up. Uh, the other project I'm working on is with Philip. We're writing an audio drama ever so slowly, but we're getting there. Cool. And where can people tweet you if they want to request your podcast? You can always tweet at me, and my handle is oh the profanity. Cool. Well, don't I ignore you any 2021. I got Doctor nothing. Who I got nothing. <laughs> I got no hopes and no dreams for Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Nope. 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 Well, nope. Uh, no. I doubt we'll finish because we're talking about like a lot of years. But we are. We have finished our first series of the Fourth Doctor. I don't think we can get through all of them this mm-hmm. year, just because of the pace we live. Um, but I think we'll get a good chunk of, of living with Tom Baker for this year. Yeah. As the doctor. Yep. So. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So for this, inside the TARDIS library, we're going to be talking about the time of the Daleks. Not to be confused with our board game. So this is a big finish that we listened to. Uh, it first premiered on 21 May 2002. And would you like to read the synopsis? Yes, please. The Doctor has always admired the work of William Shakespeare, so he's a little surprised that Charlie doesn't hold the galaxy's greatest playwright in the same esteem. In fact, she's never even heard of him, which the Doctor thinks is quite improbable. General Mariah Lerman, ruling Britain after the Euro Wars, is one of Shakespeare's greatest admirers and is convinced her time machine will enable her to see the play's original performances, which the doctor believes is extremely unlikely. The Daleks just want to help. They want Lehman to get her time machine working. They want Charlie to appreciate the first-ever performance of Julius Caesar, They believe that Shakespeare is the greatest playwright ever to have existed and venerate his memory, which the doctor knows is utterly impossible. Now, this is the first big finish we've listened to in a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Well, because a lot of times we listen to it when we're on holiday, on our way somewhere. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't gone anywhere. So, So, there you go. What did you think of this Returning back to the Eighth Doctor and Miss Pollard. Yes, I always enjoy visiting with the Eighth Doctor and Miss Pollard. Um, Yeah, I like some of the premise. I found this a little convoluted. Well, you know, we were sort of turning this into a Dalek theme, of course. Yeah. Um, So, you know, would you think of it as a Dalek story in and of itself? I didn't feel like the Daleks were necessarily necessary. Yeah, I mean, it could have been any monster, really. And it didn't even really need to be a monster. I mean, you've got the... Just bad guy. Yeah, the prime minister lady who uh, wants to have Shakespeare for herself, and then you've got the rebels who are fighting against something. That was a little bit unclear. And then the niece, Viola, who is the niece of the Prime Minister, but also maybe on the rebel side. And then you throw Daleks in the mix, and then you throw time travel in the mix. And it made it really hard to hold it all in my head and picture what was happening. Well, I don't know if it was just because we've been watching The Crown. I don't know if the general is supposed to be a Thatcher person 
And I'm mm. like, it really sounds like Gillian Anderson doing this yeah, in I... her Thatcher voice. So I don't, I don't know if that's supposed to be a, you know, the writer sort of throwing that as a reference or not. Um, just because we just happened to listen to it recently. Mm. Um, but uh, and then you, I don't know, you laughed when they mentioned the eurozones and the single economy and oh Britain, yeah, Britain yeah, fighting. all the Brexit stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was 2002, so yeah. Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> I know, but yeah, it it felt very timely Mm -hmm. all of those sorts of things so there were a lot of really interesting and good things about it and you know I'm always down for a Shakespeare story it just felt really convoluted I couldn't keep up well what I mean what do you think about the Shakespeare element because I mean certainly that's the whole premise and I mean I don't know spoiler I guess he's in it but not really um I don't know the Shakespeare but anyway, um, but it, it it honestly doesn't have to be about Shakespeare. Like in other words, it doesn't seem that meaningful to the plot. No, I would it agree. Could have been Again, any cultural member of British history, and they pick Shakespeare, and I'm like, if you're gonna pick Shakespeare, I mean, do something with yeah. it, other than name some of the characters and chuck out some of the language. And yeah. yeah, it it was just a lot. Shakespeare and the Daleks and the government and the anti-government and the time travel and the it, it, it felt like a christian whole story yeah <laughs> well, also i didn't get necessarily so i mean i think it's an interesting premise don't get me wrong mm. you know that you know charlie can't remember shakespeare I mean, that's how the whole thing starts uh-huh. and then there's the, the time bubble or whatever anyway so anyway but anyway i, I never really got why the general wanted to get rid of Shakespeare. I mean, well, the, what what they say in the story is that basically the general thinks everyone else is stupid and she's the only one who can appreciate him. So she wants to erase him so only she has knowledge. But that doesn't, I mean, other than she's crazy. But. Yeah. But again, that would have worked without the Daleks. Yeah. Like she and her science minions have created a time machine and so she is making this choice. And, and I guess the... Uh, I mean, it's interesting. We've talked about the New Year special and now this, and now I'm reading a book, and all three of these stories are like, what if everyone thought the Daleks were nice? So, I mean, like, you know, you had the, uh, you know, as we talked about in the New Year special, like, oh, the friendly Dalek defenders. And then in the book I'm reading, um, the Dalek generation, it's, I mean, I'm only like a third of the way into the book, but it's basically like, oh, there's these humans living in a colony and the Dalek Foundation has made them all and Daleks are good and everything and now we have this one like oh what if the Daleks are good and I'm like we've kind of done this story haven't we because I'm like now I'm thinking about too, the 11th Doctor story you know World War II Churchill mm-hmm. I know I you know do you want another tea you know we've I don't know it's like okay <laughs> now 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 in defense this story did come first in 2002 yeah, yeah. I can't defend them or, you know can't uh, argue too much against this but I would say it, as a premise, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. I've never seen it work. Right. I think that's the thing for me with this, this is you keep trying it and it keeps not working. So <clears throat> try something else. Yeah. I, I think the only time it's ever worked was when Clara was a Dalek. Oh, I, I see. Or oh, oh, which I think has happened more than one. But I, yeah, yeah, but when she, she yeah, when it wasn't Clara. It the, was the, the Asylum of the Daleks. The, you're talking the about. yeah um, souffle girl. Yes. Um, little twist at the end there. Yes, I think that was the only time I've ever seen it work in any form. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was confusing. Yeah, yeah, and, and the doctor didn't know she was a Dalek until the end. Yeah. And she didn't know she was a Dalek until after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, and then you sort of have the timey-wimeyness, which, again, didn't land necessarily to me because I couldn't envision why the Rebels are in 1500, you know, Shakespeare time, whatever it was, 1577, whatever it was. Um, like, it seemed like the Rebel base was, or the gathering was there, the Rebels, and Viola, Viola, whatever her name was. Viola. Yeah, had put them there, and then, Because it was Viola and Mariah from Twelfth Night. <laughs> oh, is that scene? There yeah. you go. yeah. Um, yeah, and then the fact that Viola had stolen Shakespeare um, to keep him from being stolen, and so she had self-fulfilled that prophecy, and it just, it was, it, there was a lot that I just didn't get. Like, Viola stole him, which was actually the start of the problem mm-hmm. that she was trying to solve, but then there aren't any repercussions from that at all. Yes, I think the... And again, I mean, we're kind of criticizing here, but I think the premise is interesting, but then you sort of have, like, the modern day to the story, which is, like, 21st century or whatever it is. Um, maybe it was further in time than that. But anyway, that you have, like, some of the soldiers or some of the guards of New Britain here. Like, some know Shakespeare and some don't and some are... Which I get that it's they do this whole thing of, like, well, until the possibility happens. But, like, again, like you said, what's the difference? Like, okay, nobody knows Shakespeare anymore. So? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I, I get the cultural significance, but, but I don't know. Suddenly, Ben Johnson gets to shine. And, and oh, Kit, Kit Marlowe <laughs> gets his second chance. Yeah, yeah. his renaissance, if you will. Yeah, I, yeah. I was, it was my, yeah. I just had, my biggest complaint is just that I couldn't keep it all in my head to then imagine it at all. Yeah, sort of magic mirror, magic mirror. Yeah. Through the time. Now, we do get this sort of, ending of where we've been going in the series that it's sort of the twist of the twist of the twist is that none of the stuff actually works as time travel the reason that there's been a time reading is because of charlie the mysterious girl charlotte pollard yeah so which we haven't solved yet maybe we will hear fairly soon but i don't know so i don't know i feel like i feel like when we finally solve it she's gonna be gone yeah and she's gonna be put back on the Hindenburg? Uh, it wasn't the Hindenburg. It was something. It was something. The blimpy. Blimp, the blimpy. Blimp. The Bernie blimpy thing. Yeah. 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 That's not the Hindenburg. So, yeah. Unless there it was, and I've forgotten. But no, I don't think a, it was. No, I feel, I feel like, like it was made up. A, well, no, I think it was a British. A real ship. Airship. Yeah. yeah. Zep, Zeppelin? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Because we listened to part of, there was a story about that. That Big Finish did. So, yeah. There you go. Well, the next one after this is Neverland. Um, and the one after that is The Grace. I think that was the first one we ever listened oh, right. to. Yeah, with really the didn't whispering. Make sense and, yeah, the just, whispering. Yeah. All the whispering. Yeah, so, I don't know. Some yeah. people maybe look forward to Hashtag not look forward to. But <laughs> maybe it'll just make more sense this time since we were listening to it yes, randomly. at the perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. All right. Well, until next time. Yeah, maybe... Watch something that's not a Dalek story. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Enjoy the Doctor's many adventures. Well, thanks. This is BBC Television.